I'm talking to you through the new computer, Maureen. Oh, Dan, I love it. Hey, says Whovians. This computer was made possible by you, and this podcast is made possible by you by supporting at patreon.com slash says who, and we will run it down a little more at the end of the episode, but we are one year, one year into this Patreon, and we have a bunch of gifts for people, some of which have already gone out, and uh, boy, you have helped us, and we, uh, we hope that we can repay that with some cool stuff heading your way. Find out more at the end of the episode. Patreon.com slash says who. Hey, books, truly devious. Read it. You'll want to have read it because in January, the last book of the trilogy is coming out. You don't want to be like, here I am. I don't even know what's going on. Read truly devious. Read the vanishing stare. Read the hand on the wall or not. I don't care. I don't ruin your life. Do whatever you want. Books. Hey, this is Dan. Oh my God, more. Just what is this? Who are we? I'm just busy. We're busy people. Like a Richard Scary Busy Town character, I am pulling in in my pickle car to tell you (laughs) about (laughs) impeachment.fyi. Yay, pickle car. I love those books so much. Our four-year-old is super into it. And man, that is some genius shit, that dude. That guy was on another level. Oh, those books made me so happy when I was a kid. For real. For real. Just go and if you have a, a moment today, grab a Richard Scary book, like library or bookstore. Just look at it and just feel warm and cozy all over. Yeah, seriously. Pickle Seriously. Cards. That little worm in a hat. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. yeah. Anyway. If you want to keep up with news about the impeachment, but you don't want to be refreshing Twitter every five seconds, I have got you. You go to impeachment.fyi, you get a daily roundup of impeachment news posted in the evening, so you can go, okay, I understand the parameters of this shit show, and then go on with your life. If you subscribe, it just comes into your email, and then you really don't have to do anything. Impeachment.fyi, I got you. Also coming on Netflix, November 8th, Let It Snow, the movie. Look at this. There's even more. Go. Give it a whole one. Jesus. Yes. That's the whole thing. I'm going to type it into the notes. God damn it. That's the whole thing. No, look. It's in the notes. Maureen. No, you're right. He's actually typing. Netflix. Yeah, I just said this. November 8th. Literally just said it. A heartwarming comedy. Comedy. Set. In What's the cold of the, the winter, cold war. everyone loves Christmas. Let it it snow. There. Okay, I wrote it all. Now wow. you just read the copy. Maureen, let it snow. Netflix, November. Eighth, a heart warming comedy set in the cold of the winter, everyone. Loves Christmas, let it snow. That was supernatural. That was great. That was Thank awesome. I feel, I feel like I'm going to be really good at this. Hey, Dan. Well, Maureen, because... I am excited to talk to you about the biggest news of the week. Let's do this. All right. Well, as I was just about to ask you, Dan, I know that you've been running impeachment.fyi and therefore yep. you have your your finger on the pulse of all current events and you can just I do. 
Good. Uh, so I really want to get a kind of summary of, you know, well, I'm the, not a summary. I want the highlights and then I want a breakdown and then I want a summary as well of the I biggest. Gotcha. Okay. It sounds like. Yeah. Go ahead. Just finish. Ask the question. I'll tell well, you. Okay. Well, what's the biggest news of the week? In the Star Wars trailer, they're riding fucking space horses on the hull of a goddamn Star Destroyer, Maureen. That is the biggest news of the week. How did they do it? Are they all wearing some sort of oxygen mask? I don't know. Does Star Destroyer so big that they have their own gravity field? Dan. I don't know. Dan. Dan. Space horses, Maureen. Space horses. Yep. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I am Dan Sinker. You're Maureen Johnson. Well, I've heard it both ways. You are beloved YA author Maureen Johnson, Mm. author, co-author of, and star of the new Netflix movie, Let It Snow. Yes, I am a co-author. Or as I will look forward to, uh, oh Dan, Dan, it's 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 good, it's good, it's exciting, it's, it's great, good. yeah, it is exciting. I'm excited. You are just in constant motion now. I feel like our new game is simply where is Maureen this time? Yeah, I'm. But I suddenly... think the answer is just you're at home right now. I'm at home right now, and the puppy's next to me. That's boring. Go somewhere. Uh, it's if we got weird. a whole new game where you're going places and you're just at home, that kind of ruins the game. Is all I'm saying. No, I'm just here with the puppy. She's sleeping. She's all Been curled there. up. She's so the snuggly. Like, the puppy is a big storyline from this summer, Maureen. We need to punch it up. Well, she's almost, you know, Dan, she's she's eight and a half months old now. That's just a dog now. It's not even a puppy. Don't even say, don't say she's just a dog. She's still a baby saying, girl. She's dog size now. She still eats puppy food. Wow. That's just because it's dog food with a different name. That's not true. That has extra nutrients in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's sure. still a puppy. She's still a puppy. She eats dog food. So, I mean, puppy food. God damn it. Uh. Anyway. Aha. Yeah, I am. It's in, it does seem like I'm traveling a lot. I I did have a moment in JFK the other day where I was like, what? Wasn't I just here? Did I get something yeah. from Shake Shack? Like you just start to get that weird deja vu where uh, I have had periods of travel where it's I literally don't know what is uh, what is going on anymore because you're just traveling from like thing that looks just like another thing into a thing that looks like another thing. You're staying in a hotel that smells just like every other hotel. Uh, it can really it can get hard. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm happy, but it's I'm, I realize that if given the choice, I'm like being at home is great. Yeah, um, I have uh, I have radically downshifted my travel in the last couple of years. And uh, I got to say, it ain't bad. Mm. It's not bad being in that constant motion. It's not good for your body for sure. 
And it's not good for the environment either. All this flying around that we do. It's real bad. It's true. Anyway, you're going to be 40 different places in the next three weeks. Yeah, I'm going to Texas on Friday to Austin where I'm going to have a taco. Taco. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Some says Whovians came through with some vegan vegan breakfast tacos tacos for Mm -hmm. you. I'll definitely try that because I always get, I always do feel a little bit like I'm missing out when you see those kind of scramble things. Uh, I'm like, I'd like that. That looks good. So I'm going to try that. And I only have one event there. I have one panel, Dan. So I'm flying to Austin to do one panel on a signing, which happens sometimes. So then the rest of the time, you're just kind of there. But then I bring your swimsuit and swim in the big ass pool thing that they got. The Barton Springs pool. Yeah, that's it. I timed out the time in a lift to get to the Barton Springs pool to see if I could do it. Yeah. Get there in the morning, come back. But the thing is, you got to do your hair. So you got to come back and make sure everything's dry and ready to go. But I think I can do it. Show up like you were in the pool. They'll love it. I have done. Soaking wet with a towel. I once on one on one book tour, um, they put us for reasons unknown to me because there was a group of us. They put us up in Atlanta at the Four Seasons or at the Ritz. I don't know why. I think they got some crazy good rate because that is not what normally happens. Wow. Trust me. That is not how it normally happens. But they put us at the Ritz and we were all like this. I think it's like the weird Atlanta <laughs> suburban Ritz. Yeah, there's like a kind of suburban Ritz. It's like the Ritz by the airport. It's it's really nice. It's a Ritz, but it's it's just sort of in the suburbs of Atlanta. And I was like really enjoying the bathrobe. And I thought, what if I just wore this bathrobe to the event at uh, at Little Shop of Stories? And I I did because it's real cozy. And I told everybody, I'm like, look, this bathrobe was great. I thought you'd all like I'm just and everyone's like, you did the right thing. Yeah. And it was real snuggly. See? Same. Oh. Just show up straight from the pool. Got a little algae clinging to you. People have, will love it. I have when always, you stay at the Ritz. Yeah. Does the song "Putting on the Ritz" just get stuck in your head the whole time? Because it's already in my head, and all you did was talk about it. Yeah, that. Um, I desperately want to swing in the Barton, swim in the Barton Springs. If you ever, it's a giant natural pool in Austin. I think it's, it's like a, two acres long swimming it, pool. Is it spring fed or is it? Yeah, it's spring fed. There's like a bunch of different. We went there. Uh, we went there this summer when we were in Austin and talked about it on on mine and Janice's podcast, The Hitch. But uh it is, yeah, it's spring-fed. It's sort of in the midst of a river uh, that is a spring-fed river. And it is it is like a swimming pool, but also it is like a like a quarry kind of thing. The, the bottom is natural stone. There are sides of it that are just sort of like cliff sides. And then there are sides of it that are like concrete swimming pool sides. And uh, it is very cold yeah, because cold. it is spring-fed. But it is... It was one of those moments where you're like, this is the life. You're just I, like standing there with like a few hundred other people. Everyone's having fun. There's a nice little view of downtown Austin on one side of it. Uh, the whole thing kind of smells like, you know, real water. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you slip on rocks because they're covered with algae. And it's just amazing. Yeah, I love I, I I love to swim and I get to do it not not very often. I and swimming in natural like natural water is just one of those things in life that I just it's just one of got to do it. Oh, I feel like you got to do it. If we just all did that we, all the time, we'd be better people. Well, that's why everyone's so good in Austin. It does seem because they way. do. Yeah, they are. They really are. Well, but. More Dan. do it and call it your says who you for that for the day. Dan, I've done other says who yous. Have you? Meditating? Have you? People, people listening that don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now. Says who you is what? An initiative? What do you call it? What do you call it, Maureen? It's <coughs> a co- thing. I'm choking on coffee. Hold on. Oh, good. And that was the end of Maureen Johnson. Well, it was a good run. Let us all remember our friend Maureen Johnson. I'm better now. Oh, good. All right. Says Who You is a thing, an initiative, a thing that we came up with, what, a month plus ago? Right. Where basically it was like, you know what, people, we need to look away from our fucking phones every now and then. We need to reconnect with the fact that we don't actually need to be refreshing uh, the news every three seconds. The news does not change that much, actually, from second to second. And we need to just put them down. And you said, let's just say 15 minutes a day of conscious looking away, not just simply, oh, yeah, I was, you know, pooping for some time and I left my phone in the other room. It doesn't count. Yeah. Well, it's just who I am, Maureen. Anyway. And it has been remarkable and amazing. What have you what have you been up to, Maureen? Well, I have practiced not also not listening to a podcast for a short time because as my husband pointed out i always have earbuds in and i can never hear him because i'm always listening to something oh no you're like my 14 year old kind of he's always just sitting around and i'm like hey man what's up and then like he doesn't answer and then finally he'll be like huh look up and take a thing out of his ear yeah yeah just sorry i was listening to the mcelroy brothers (laughs) is that what your son sounds like He's a Muppet? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. He's a Muppet. Yeah. Hey guys, listen to the McElroy <laughs> brothers again. Oh my God. Dan, now I'm what? interested. Now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> what if we find out all along that you don't have children, but you do have two puppets that were like, Dan, no one wants to say anything? <laughs> I have a says who you confession, Maureen. I feel bad about it. All I right. need to absolve myself of this sin. All right. I had been getting very good about barely looking at my phone before I went to bed and reading a book and I plowed through multiple books and then uh, and then I launched impeachment.fyi and Maureen, I have to confess that I have been looking at my phone all the way to the point that I go to sleep now and I don't feel good about it, but I feel like I need to confess it because it's important to know that sometimes you fall off that wagon. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I, it's still an illness it, that those muscle memories are there down to kind of, they make us. I am wanna... still making yogurt though. Making a lot of yogurt. Maureen Johnson, people have been sharing their says who you activities on Facebook. And, uh, I'm not on Facebook, but Janice 
who is my wonderful wife and is the moderator of our Facebook group. She has been reporting back. And here is an interesting thing, Maureen. There are multiple people over multiple weeks posting photos of themselves riding carousels. Wow. And it is wonderful and amazing. And this is the thought that I had. So a little bit later in the podcast, we are going to talk about the map that we are getting made uh, for some patron backers of the map of says Whovia. And one of the things that we've been tasked by the illustrators to come up with landmarks. And I have realized something, Maureen. There is a carousel in says Whovia. And any carousel in the world, when you ride it, you are connected to the carousel in says Whovia. Yes. Yes. It's like a, it's like a carousel vortex into. So whenever you the... want to go to says Whovia, you can ride a carousel. Exactly. But failing that, there. just spin. <laughs> and fails, failing spinning, just straddle an animal. What? <laughs> That came out with your no tent, maybe just. <laughs> I mean, just because you're riding on an animal when uh, you're on a carousel. You know what? I don't. I would just. That's what I, I meant. Would, I would let it go. I just. That's what I from. meant. I'd let it go. I'd walk away. I think you should walk away from it. All right, I'm walking. I'm walking away. You know what? I'm walking towards Maureen. Our show notes. That's what I'm walking towards. And Maureen Johnson. Mm. We're going to talk about impeachment. In a moment, we're going to talk about Brexit in a moment, too, because I need you to catch me up. But first, we need to talk about Mitt Romney. Why? No. Well, I know because why. a bad why. side effect. No. A bad side effect of the impeachment is suddenly people are talking about Mitt Romney again, as if his mild critiques of Donald Trump are somehow, you know, him, you know, climbing the walls of justice or something but normally i just try to ignore it but this week it paid off because he gives an interview to mckay coppins at the atlantic and it's one of those like here's this guy who can stand up for trump kind of bullshit interviews that you see about someone or other every now and then and it never actually pans into anything but in the article he it mentions the fact that he follows the kind of comings and goings of Donald Trump on Twitter through a secret Twitter account, Maureen Johnson. He says, what do they call me? A lurker to keep tabs on the political conversation? I won't give you the name of it, he says, but I'm following 668 people, which is a very weird detail. Yeah, I mean, anyway, what? Yeah. So... Ashley Feinberg, who is a national goddamn hero. It's true. She discovered uh, Comey's secret Twitter account. She has discovered Ivanka's uh, secret Spotify sex jams. She has. <laughs> she is truly a remarkable person when it comes to sleuthing online. She basically was like, oh, all right, challenge accepted, asshole. And she found <laughs> his secret Twitter account. She was able to sort of deduce it backwards via various Romney children and that sort of thing and finally figured out who it was. The account is, the name on the account, Maureen, is Pierre Delecto. Yep. 
which just feels like a real gift. Mm. The Atlantic called him to confirm, and he simply responded, Chez moi. No, I don't. I don't. It's, it's say moi. Chez moi. I don't know be, French, Maureen. That would you be my just house. You fucking corrected me instead of sitting there. I don't know. I don't I know. Sat, I, I don't just know. sat there I, for a minute. I've always just assumed that French is a fake language. So It is a fake language. Mm-hmm. It's not real. France isn't real. Anyway, Maureen Johnson, Pierre Delecto. Pierre mm-hmm. Delecto. So first of all, yep. you know inside Mitt Romney's head, Pierre Delecto has a real... Mustache? Like, a real, yeah, like just a, a real, like, deep... He has a deep history. I bet you Pierre Delecto swears inside Mitt Romney's head. Mm. I bet he says, like, damn, or hell. I think, I think he looks like Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, definitely. For sh- um, definitely. Yeah. What novel is Pierre Delecto the hero of? Um, Madame Bovary 2. More Madame, more Bovary. <laughs> The the Bovary ovaries. Um, oh, oh, there you go. Yikes, Madam Madam. Yikes, B dash ovary. I don't know. I'm working on this uh, real time. Um, You're just workshopping it right now. It's not. I'm not there yet. Not there no, yet. It's all right. We none of us are there yet anymore, Maureen. None of us. We're are all there slightly yet. off from there. Always. It's fine. Anyway, Maureen, that just felt like a gift in this week. Pierre Delecto. Well, it's good to know that they're out there working hard for us and standing up, publicly standing up for what's right. (laughs) There's so many of them. Things are great. Yep. Things are great. The good thing is, though, Maureen, as we've discussed before, I uh, actually was born in England and thusly have British citizenship. And I always like to think about the fact that I have an escape plan because everything is great in England, right? Mm. Oh, damn. See how I set you up there? See how I set you up? I mean, I saw it. I saw it. I just tossed that ball right to you. Well, we haven't had a Brexit update for probably a week or so because things went a little quiet. Things were yeah. happening, but like little mumbly, grumbly things just under. If you imagine just the thin layer of soil on the earth just rippling slightly. Well, when we last left you, the clock was ticking away for a deadline of the 31st of October. And yeah. there was a there is a something in place called the Ben Act, which said if there was no deal by the 19th of October, then Boris Johnson was required by law to go to the EU and ask for an extension which he said that rather than do that, he would rather be dead in a ditch. And he kept saying this weird riddle that people would say, well, are you going to do it? And he would say no. And then they'd say, you're going to break the law then because that's the law. And he would say no. And they'd say, well, are you going to do it? And he'd say, we're going to leave by the 31st of October. And they'd say, how are you going to do it? Are you going to follow the law? And he'd say yes. And they said, are you going to send a letter? And he'd say no. And this would go on like a terrible carousel. So, Mm. Every no one knew what the fuck was going to happen. So, in a week, what was happening with that little ripple under the soil is that he went to Brussels, and he got a new deal. He actually came back with a deal. Now, 
what's in the deal? <laughs> Therein lies the question, because Theresa May had a deal. She tried to get it voted three times. Everyone's like, it's a terrible deal. And he came back holding it over his head like, I have a deal. Except it's a shit deal with a lot of questions in it. That's basically the kind of the same as Theresa May's deal. And no one likes it. But he said, yeah, I it brought- seemed the little bit of analysis that I read on it was the deal was a lot of like, and about customs. Well, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a deal that doesn't all of these things say that over the course of the in time, we'll work out what to do with this other stuff. I think one of the things it did was move the Irish border to the middle of the sea. Um, sure. So, yeah. So no one liked it, but he came back with it. And he was shaking it like, hey, everyone's got to do this now. Now, he was also the one that helped, you know, shoot down Theresa May's deal. That, you know. So he takes it to Parliament. And they actually convened on Saturday, which they don't normally do. And it, everyone was like, oh, they're going to vote on the deal. But what actually happened, Dan, because this is very twisty and turny. Everything with Brexit is like, but then this happened instead. What actually happened was that they voted to pass something called the Letwin Amendment, which says. The who? The what? The, the Letwin? Yeah. It's, it's named after Oliver Letwin, who's, I guess, an M- he's right. a, sorry, not I guess, but he is an MP. And it says there can't be a vote on the deal until Parliament has, A, had time to read this motherfucker, which is like 600 pages long or something and process it and then pass the legislation around it that would make it possible so you can't just come back drop this 600 page deal on our heads and say now just do it you know the middle of that deal is just pure like lauren ipsum yeah it's a full ream of paper there's just yeah there's just like 400 pages that's just la 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 so they said, no, we can't do this today. So they, by doing that, they, you can't vote on the deal. That's, event, that's essentially the parliament saying, you can't, you legally can't vote on this deal until we've had a chance to do all this other stuff. So this meant that technically Boris had failed to get the deal passed by October 19th. So he was required, as I said before, by law to go and send a letter to the EU asking for an extension. The one he said he'd rather be dead in a ditch than do, right. and he wouldn't do. So what did he do it, Dan? Wait, is he dead in a ditch? Here's what happened. So, dead in a ditch. He did send the letter. In fact, he sent three letters. Well, that's a three times as many letters as anyone expected. Wow, what a commitment to letter sending. The first letter, his letter, the one asking for the extension, he didn't sign it because he's a messy bitch who loves drama. So that's letter one. The second was another letter from him that said he thought the first letter was a bad idea. And then (laughs) there was a third letter, a cover letter from the EU ambassador, uh, sorry, the, the UK ambassador to the EU that said they also thought that that letter was a bad idea. So he technically did it, but then he sent all this stuff around it that was like, but don't do it. So wow, he technically did it. So the EU gets this pile of shit. That they must be like, what? <laughs> why are they so, like, why are they like this? So yesterday, Monday, because we're recording on Tuesday, 
Boris tried to get a vote on the deal again, but this was rejected by the Speaker, John Burko, because Parliament voted on Saturday that said, you can't do that. We said we're not, it's, we're not voting on this until all this other stuff happens, that we pass this other legislation to get all these things done. So now the plan is that all of these, they're like, well, okay, then we'll all just stay up for two or three days straight. Oh, good. And pass a whole bunch of legislation and then try to vote on this on Thursday, to which everyone's like, that's a terrible idea. So on Thursday, there was. I, I personally would like to watch like a, an entire room of surly MPs after three days of not sleeping. Yeah, because that's when you make your best decisions. Yeah, and that there, there's a mace in the room, too. Yeah. You just get to that Someone's point. Someone's going to be like, only one of us is getting out of here alive. You know that point at around 23, 24 hours when everything has a halo of light around? Yes. Yeah. So anyway. I used to, uh, I, I went to, I went to art school, Maureen. Oh. And I studied, I studied video art. So that's why I'm so smart. Mm. But uh, I used to do all-nighters where because you could uh, sign up for editing rooms and you could spend all Saturday night in an editing room. And that also, Maureen, is why I'm so fun. But um, I would be so tired by the end of it. Sometimes I would drive home. I remember one time I, I drove home from the editing room and I got to my parking space, uh, you know, just like finally found a parking space in the in, uh, near my apartment. And I got halfway into the space and I was like, I'm so, I just have to take a nap. And I fell asleep in my car halfway parked. <laughs> Don't do that at home, kids. But that's what's going to happen with uh, these MPs. They're all going to be halfway parked. So Thursday, something happens again. The clock is ticking. I mean, we're now eight days away. And it is so poetically wonderful that this all leads to uh, leads to Halloween, though. I guess in England, it really should be leading to Guy Fawkes Day, which is only like, what, a week later or something. Yep. Remember, remember, it seems only fitting that they should extend this deadline out to the day that a guy tried to blow up Parliament. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason and plot. There it is. Well, um, now this all definitely seems to be barreling towards a general election. I mean, no one quite knows what's going to happen. Best guess, extension, more muddling. And even when they pass this, it's hardly like everything's done. Everything's started. Right. You know, it just starts the muddle. Why don't they, they're a parliament. Why don't they... Why is Boris Johnson still the prime minister? Can't they just be like, nope, not anymore? Well, because he is the head of the of the Tory party. But they but do they still have a do they still have a majority? Uh, they lost their majority by one, but there's still. The government. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I. I it's confusing. I just figured it out, didn't I? I just blew a hole in England. Well, no, I think that 
I guess when they assembled the government, they had a mandate to create a government. So they created a government. Like that's the government. So damn. <laughs> even when know. you lose one, the government is already in place. Like, you know, that it's all been ratified and, you know, so they're in place. I don't know how it works. All I know is there's a mace. There's a mace. Well, and there's black rod. Wait, and that whole thing where Black Rod gets the door sh- shut in her face, and oh, it's magical. Maureen Johnson. Things have not been going much better over on this side of the Atlantic either. Really? I know. I know it seems like it's been a chill week, but I need to talk through mm. Mick Mulvaney a little mm. bit. So, Mick Mulvaney is the president's chief of staff. He. He sort of looks like a Harry Potter character that had spent a long time as a weasel or something, and now is back as a as a human. But he uh, he had a press conference, Maureen, that to on Thursday that was amazing. So first of all, earlier the thing that precipitated the press conference was the announcement, as we talked about a, an episode or two ago, that that the administration after a real extensive search had chosen Trump's Doral Miami <laughs> golf course to host the G7. That was the, this week, uh, wasn't it? That this happened? That was that was just Thursday. Right. Okay. That was that was less than 7 days ago. <laughs> um yeah. And uh which for all sorts of obvious reasons is uh not the thing that you're supposed to do if you're a sitting president is award uh, the summit of seven major world leaders to your golf course. But why, Dan? He did. Well, it's a, one might make claims that perhaps it's self-dealing. Just people might talk, Maureen. Can, but, we, pa- can we just pause on it? I know you don't want to, but can I pause on it for one second? Yes, please. Just because I don't want the moment to be lost that all of that happened this week. <laughs> it's... So much is happening. Who doesn't want to go to Miami in June? It's nice. It's nice that time of year. Who doesn't like 100% humidity? And I, I, can you imagine? Every world leader with the frizziest hair. It's going to look like that movie, The Conversation, which is about a surveillance expert. It's going to, there's going to be microphones just dripping from the walls. It's going to be, oh, yeah. There's going to be chandeliers made of microphones. Every single gonna, person with a fake mustache on. I mean, the groundskeeper is going to be like, I don't know where all of these extra palm trees just came from, but okay. And they all sort of have satellite dishes on the top. You do remember how the the, the reporters that we've spoken to before about how there's no internet security at all at Mar-a-Lago. None. 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 Anybody could bust into there. And in fact, the, the in fact, the person uh, from the armed forces that was in charge of securing those comms channels was just arrested for uploading child porn onto a Russian server. So, you know, that. and then they also there is to, that they went to Bedminster and just drove around. <laughs> Did donuts on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be it, it would be like that. But Maureen, there are two days transpired. And it could have just been a lifetime. So let's go back to the moment when it was happening at Doral. 
Mick Mulvaney holds a press conference where he is is supposed to explain this, uh, you know, the reasoning for why. But it's a press conference. I still don't understand why he held a presser when it's really like the only information that he needed to impart was what was already in a um, in a press release. But he did. And so, of course, he was then asked significant and extensive questions about the circumstances surrounding Trump's phone call with Ukraine, which is at the center of the impeachment inquiry. And Maureen Johnson, Mick Mulvaney, must have been suddenly hit by a witch's curse where he could not lie. Because over the... Over the course of this press conference, he starts just rambling on and on about how there were three reasons the U.S. withheld aid from Ukraine. The first being that they wanted to make sure that other countries were giving them aid as well. The second was that they were concerned about corruption. And the third, straight from Mick Mulvaney's mouth, was that Trump really wanted the Ukrainians to look into the DNC servers. <laughs> And everyone at the press conference was basically like, what, 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 wait, what? And so then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Trump really wanted to know if the Ukrainians knew that where the DNC servers were. And so we held up aid for that. And then like a reporter is like, OK, so just to just to clarify here, you are describing a quid pro quo right now. And he's like, oh, yeah, we do that kind of thing all the time. Look. Elections matter, and now you get politics mixed up with foreign policy. Get over it. It was remarkable, Maureen. Like, and if I was an investigator in the house, I would just be like, I fucking give up. Like, just, what the fuck? You'd break your pen you in half? You just said it all. Yeah, like, you just said it all, right? here. Like, we're pulling in, like, fucking assistant deputy secretaries to the underbelly of the Ukraine, you know, and here you are just holding a press conference and being like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was well, I mean, we, we, we do that shit all the time. I mean, we did that. I mean, we did that. I mean, yeah. we, oh, yeah, I mean, that? Oh, we yeah, did that. we definitely did that. We did that. Yeah. I mean, without a that, doubt, that was the thing. That was we the did. one we did. We did that one. That thing too? Yeah. We did that. So a few hours later, obviously, he, um, he starts walking it back. As you might imagine, but it does not, uh, it does not stick. And in fact, as as mentioned, a few Republicans, even publicly, Francis Rooney being the the biggest one, was basically like, "You can't walk that back. This isn't an etch a sketch." Uh, was the quote. Um, begin to question it, right? Um, and it turns out now, from some sort of behind the scenes reporting by the New York Times and others, that a bunch of Republicans basically called the White House and were like, "Let me get this straight. I'm fighting people defending your fucking impeachment. I'm trying to stick up with the bullshit that you're pulling in Syria, and now you are also asking me to defend you giving a government contract to yourself. I can't do it. This is one thing too far." And so it turns out that on 10 p.m. on a Saturday night, Trump tweets out that the Doral deal is off. Yep. Maureen Johnson. How do you, Dan, talk me through your feelings? I just, it turns out 
that all you need is a handful of Republicans to be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he backs off. And the fact that they have not done that for the last three years really puts me in my feelings. Dan, is it that a couple of Republicans just have to do that? Or is it also that the real specter of impeachment now follows him like like a shadow ghost? I think that is true. I think that he is... He has been haunted by this shadow ghost, for sure. So there's suddenly now potentially consequences. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. It, I mean, I would, I, let's not over, overplay the hand here. Right. They are still, by and large, backing him. Uh, Republicans are, you know, especially in the House, they tried to force a censure vote on Adam Schiff last night. Like, they're all playing the game. But it does appear that there is a bridge too far. Never seen that before. Mm. And just to just to close the circle on Mick Mulvaney, he then went on Fox News Sunday to try to re-clarify and was then hit by the same fucking witch's curse where like Chris Wallace, like this is fucking Fox news. Chris Wallace is basically like, so, okay, man, you made a little whoopsie, right? Like us, come on, walk us through this. And he's all, yeah, you know, I did. I misspoke. What I meant to say was that the president talked to me about the DN server a bunch of times. And also he's talked to other people and he talked to the president of the Ukraine about it. That's what I meant to say. And Chris Wallace is like sitting there being like, uh, and then Mick Mulvaney finally catches himself and he's like, oh, but none of that was connected to aid. I mean, Dan, I. You'd be surprised to learn that Mick Mulvaney might be in the doghouse now as latest, latest reports. I know he's not surprising. He's not the dumbest person they've had. He's definitely not the dumbest person. I was going to say, but he's also not the smartest. And then I tried to think about who I would even say was the smartest. And I don't have an answer. It's difficult. Uh, What what other things do we know about impeachment? Well, over the last week, we learned a lot about Giuliani's criming and uh, just how basically he was running point for the president in Ukraine. And also how many folks at the State Department were pretty much ready to plunge a dagger into his back and uh and were willing to come forward and testify it is it was a very interesting week of impeachment and this week was actually going to be even busier last week they talked to five people i believe or not four people this week they were supposed to talk to nine but uh they just yesterday uh changed up their whole uh their whole plan because uh of the unfortunate passing of elijah cummings who is the head of the uh, oversight committee and now Thursday and Friday they are going to be doing uh, memorials and things like that and so I think they're only talking to two people now this week but um, but one of them is today and it's the dude that uh, dude that posted that text that was like uh, everyone knows that what we're doing right now is crazy right so that should be an interesting one and, the, and then with the responses that said uh, call me yeah exactly yeah. call me and then the second time he did it 
the four hours elapsed, and then the guy uh, Sondland, who's the the ambassador to the EU, U.S. ambassador to the EU, he then gave this very long explanation for why it was no quid pro quo. But he testified last week in the House and said that that was all dictated by Trump, and that and it wasn't necessarily the truth. Where are you right now on the impeachment betting pool? I, okay, Maureen. Yeah. So we have discussed this at length. I have moved further from feeling like this is a sure thing, despite the fact that we have learned significantly more than where we were last week. I do not have a lot of faith that the Democrats are going to be able to successfully pull the trigger on this. And that is based on the fact that while they have gotten some folks to come and testify, they have issued a whole bunch of subpoenas that have simply been ignored by people. And they have not yet enforced a single one of them. I will believe that they are serious when they enforce a goddamn subpoena. Until that point, I am unconvinced that this is going to move forward. That they roll up and put Rudy in jail? Or fucking find the goddamn acting director of the Office of Management and Budget. You know, what? I mean, like, it's not even, like, the biggest dogs in the in the thing. Like, there are all sorts of weird underlings and shit like that that are just like, fuck you, assholes, I ain't doing shit. And, uh, and they're just like, oh, well, they told me we weren't going to be doing shit, so well, I guess we can't do anything. Yep. I'm ready. We're all ready. We're beyond ready. We're beyond ready, Maureen, because if this ever happens, we're going to Disney. But then, God damn it. I think you're missing what? one of the most important pieces of news this week, which happened just last no, night. No, we talked about the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, no. we talked about the Star Wars trailer. No, Dan. They ride space horses, Maureen. It's not that. Space horses. Last night on Twitter, Dan. Yours I want truly- a whole movie about space horses is what I want. Sorry, go on. No, I want you to get it out. Space horses, 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 space horses. I could do this for a really long time. Space horses, space horses, space horses, space horses, space horses, space horses, space horses. Okay, I think I'm done. Last night on Twitter. Space horses. I noticed. Yeah, all right. I happen to be idly scrolling and I noticed something. Every once in a while, I like to just peek in on Trump. I don't follow him. I just peek over the wall and look what he's doing. Yeah. And I noticed that he tweeted something dumb, you know, like he does. But then a bot That's what repeated him. I'm sorry, retweeted him. And then he saw the retweet. And retweeted it. So he retweeted something that automatically retweets him. So he retweeted himself through this bot, which is already good. But then I took a look at the name on the bot. And that name was DJT Butt. Donald (laughs) Trump's butt. Donald Trump. (sighs) retweeted a bot that retweets him 
called Donald Trump's butt. And I said, that's something. So I took some screenshots and I tweeted it. And I thought, that's funny. That's about where we're at. But then, Dan, something else happened. Oh, really? A little flash came across my, a little somebody retweeted you. Guess who retweeted me, Dan? Me. Nope. That's all I could guess. George Conway, as in oh hus- no, as in husband of Kellyanne. Oh God, Maureen, you're in the mm-hmm. middle of their weird little sex game now. Trust me, it's not great. Oh, gross. yeah, gross. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh. So now yours truly is in the weird mix of the whole Kellyanne and George thing. That doesn't sit right. That doesn't feel good. No. That doesn't no. feel good. No. <laughs> no, it does not. Mm-mm. No, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. So, yeah. That's nice. That's a good feeling. No. I don't know how he no. saw me, but he, he saw it somehow, and I got retweeted by George Conway. Oh. Vomit, grossness. So Kellyanne for sure saw it. Maybe even Trump saw it. Oh, of course she saw it. And she you was just like, look at what a bad little boy I am. You can feel their eyes on you. Just you uh, feel it like, oh, we'll, we'll talk about this. I don't later. like. Oh, oh, I do not like their fucking game, Maureen mm-hmm. Johnson. Literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> un oh n- unsavory. It is extremely unsavory. Yuck. We need to turn this fucking ship around. Says who is made possible by you. And George your and support Kellyanne. Of our, God damn it. Mm. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. And Maureen Johnson, last week we had big Patreon announcements and there is movement on those announcements already. It has been one year, and your support has been amazing, and we have uh, added some stuff that people get after uh, some some extended support of Says Who. And so now, if you are a $2 and up level giver, after four months, you get a second sticker. First sticker goes out right away. Second sticker comes four months later. Um I and my 14-year-old son just packed up 300 plus of these stickers to uh to folks that have been backing for that long. And, to and be fair, uh, we sent them out. Uh he was he, we we paid him also. We did. We paid him 10 Be- bucks an hour. Yeah, because you know, thanks to your Patreon money. He shouldn't have to just do that. <laughs> no. Son, the stickers no. are great. They are exciting. And uh, probably they will be showing up in some people's homes even today. I hope, as I, I, hope I get one. To our words. I need to get some in the mail to you still. Oh. I'm really bad at that. Jeez. Oh, uh, and if you give uh, for an extended period of time at the five, $10 end up level, you will be getting a map of Sezhuvia that we are in the last stages of, of, of commissioning an artist to make. And it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's I think it's really going to it's going to be like frameable. Yes. Oh, without it's, a doubt. It's decent. Without a doubt. Yeah. 
it's it's going to be a good time. And if you uh, give for four months or more at the twenty five dollar level, in addition to all that stuff, you get a coping box packed with love and filled with love from me and Maureen. I can't wait. Uh, to lots do of good this. stuff. Plus all the rest of the stuff. Patreon.com slash says who get signed up now. I've always wanted to design a box. Um, and I may be making a box for something else, but I've, I just really want to make these coping boxes. I like creating things like that. Like it makes me happy. It's going to be good. That's very it's much my wheelhouse. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Also a good time. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Ted Leo is always a good time. It's true. And our logo was designed by Darth. Love you, Darth. We love you, Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, and I cannot underline enough just how much action there is in that Facebook group now. Wow. Y'all yeah. are doing some good stuff. It is exciting that what this podcast really does have a strong community. It is a remarkable community. And I have to say, this is one of the um this has just been really fantastic i you know I, it's it's being here with you and all you guys is how i've coped you know i feel like yep. i've learned a lot about just getting together with other people and really processing yeah without um, a doubt and i know that sounds all very you know surfacey and like oh you know but really like because i i work on my own uh i you know my job means i work alone i work from home so i don't have to see people very often like i do a lot of stuff <laughs> but it's true like i will say puppy is fast asleep on my lap like just out and very content but i it being able to really sit down every week and say here's what's happening did you see this too um, it's definitely helped me direct some of my anger and the silly anger that isn't helpful. It's good to have the yeah. anger. It's not good to have the silly anger. That's just self-serving. Yeah. So the anger sort of that frustrated anger or the anger that when I see people that have been in my life or like high school or whatever that I'm like, I want to go and tell you're wrong, but I, that isn't useful. I'm not doing a useful thing. I'm not changing myself i'm not changing society like i'm not doing something i'm not putting my energy into something better yeah. and I just but I, there it just yeah. has to be a space where you can sit and say how you feel and then figure out what best to do with it i didn't mean to yeah. kind of go off on this no i just agree that a, just that it's it's very important to have all of you guys, and uh, it means a lot to me. It is. And to see everyone just sort of sharing little joys of the day with each other on Facebook is is pretty remarkable. Uh, spread because, the word about says who. Because this stuff well, sucks. Yep. It sucks, Dad. Yeah, it it really sucks. Does. It, does. it sucks that this happens. It sucks that they go out and just say that they do it. It sucks. It sucks. And it makes you feel insane. <laughs> 
Yeah. Am I just, that uh, sounds I, right. I'm getting the energy now that I was supposed to have like 45 minutes ago. Sorry. Like, I think that once you eventually hear all this stuff, like that, that neuron that was trying to sleep through it just went, what? And just like lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's good. It's good. I like it when you get your third wind at an hour and three in. And another Perfect. thing. Sorry, go on. <laughs> you should spread the word about says who subscribe if you are not subscribed and please leave, leave stars and reviews on apple podcasts or wherever you listen for real there is just weird black magic shit that happens if you are uh if you write reviews so we would very much appreciate it uh i recently reconfigured our itunes thing and now instead of being in the broader news category we are in the news commentary category, and it is hilarious, Maureen, because nobody is in that category. And so we keep like popping up in the top five in South Africa or Colombia or right. things like that. And it makes no sense. And it makes me laugh every time. And I bet if you write reviews, it will pop us even further because that is certainly part of the algorithm that Apple is looking at. It's like Dan and I live in a hot air balloon house and all of you... <laughs> Are somehow making like you're you're actually like go, giving us air, you know, like that's the thing that's keeping us floating. Come live in our hot air balloon yeah. house. Does that make sense? It does not make sense. Dan, why did that's you let another, me do that? That's another. That's another. That's another landmark for Sesuvia. Hot air balloon house. Hot air balloon. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyway, join us next Wednesday, October thirtieth, for our next episode. And if you are a subscriber to our town watch, you never know. Stay vigilant. There may be an episode between now and then. But before October 30th, you can join Maureen Johnson this week in Austin, Texas at the Barton Springs Pool, but also at the Texas Book Festival. And next month, November 22nd, you can catch Maureen in Miami with Will Smith at the Miami Book Fair. With Will Smith? Because it's the Miami song. I never don't think of Will Smith's Miami song. What's the Miami song? Come on. What? Going to Miami on Big Willie style? Come on, Maureen. That is an amazing song. I don't know that one. I'm sure I do, and I just don't think of it. Where the video is all one continuous thing, where the cuts are weird morphs, so he's like in a fucking speedboat, and then suddenly it like morphs out, and he's doing a big dance on a big stage, and they're having a party on South Beach? Come on. On, Maureen. Jesus Christ. You're going to Miami and you don't even know Will Smith's Miami song? I like his, anyway, I like also, his summertime song. That's a good one. Yeah, same record. God damn it. Bill Gwilly style. One of the greatest records ever made. Anyway, you can also catch Maureen Johnson on your TV with the new movie Let It Snow coming out on November 8th starring Maureen Johnson, Don Johnson, and John Ritter. Yep. Trailer is out today. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm excited about your co-stars, Maureen. You anyway. Know, Don Johnson used to be married to Melanie Griffith. And he started yeah. dating Melanie Griffith when she was a teenager. Well, and, that seems that seems to check out. He and, seems like he'd be a creep. And, well, it was the 70s, so everyone was okay with everything. Because she lived in Hollywood, and she had a pet lion. Well, well. It's true. There you go. I don't know what to say about that. Her father was a director. You do know I... what you do know what Miami Vice is, right? Mm-hmm. Checking. 
Checking yeah. on your Miami knowledge. Of course knowledge. I know. All right. Well, you didn't know Do you feel Will Smith's Miami. in the air tonight? Oh, man. Phil Collins lives in Miami, too. Does he? You can he? hang out with him. Yeah, he does. I met his wife, his ex-wife. Once. Yeah, that was a that was a brutal that was a brutal breakup. When uh, I was in L.A. with my friend Cassie, when her movie was coming out, and Lily Collins was in the movie, and and his 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 ex wife, Lily's mom, was there as well, and she's like president of the something like the Beverly Hills Women's Auxiliary or something like it's something amazing sure. like that. Yeah, it's incredible. It's everything you want it to be uh, and more. It is anyway. November eighth. And of course, us next week, October 30th, from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. Puppies having a dream. The eyelids are going, the tail, everything's twitching. Oh. Say your name. She's so, oh, oh, she just opened her eyes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Just wrap it up. From, from a place, from a liminal space between oh, trips and yet, and yet in a grounded place. Um, from a place of 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 being alone, but also never being alone, being part of a community from from a kind of spiritual place, and uh, at the same time, an earthy place, a place with a carousel and a hot air balloon that we touch the earth, we touch the sky, we are concrete, and yet we can just stick our hand right through there. Uh, I am uh, Marley's ghost. And this has been Says Who. I think I'm having an Space an- horses, Maureen! I'm having an aneurysm. Space horses. I don't think I'm well. Space horses.